0: Well, how are you today? This is God Talk. I'm Pastor Dan, and uh, we're just blessed to be with you. I, we're not really in rhythm of which day is which right now, and so I'm just going to greet you for the day, and uh, thank you for being a part of us. I have one more cycle I want to do in sort of following up Easter, and uh, it's just something that's really been important to me over the years as I've uh, preached in a what they call a preaching schedule or a cycle we build up to easter you have lent and all those things and then after easter uh this process of getting from this great momentous event everybody knew something had happened when someone who has died is all of a sudden alive again i mean you know this is big Uh, but to understand it and begin to unpack it. You know, Romans wasn't written the next day. And Galatians and all these books, this is after years of pondering and speaking and and, uh, wrestling with it out. But a few things began to be clear, I think, fairly, fairly soon because you begin to get these verses in Acts 1 and Acts 2, which is 50 days later. So uh, we talk about this often, so we'll just review this quickly. You know, the great song by Don Francisco called He's Alive. It's a story of Peter. And Peter, you know, denies Christ uh, Thursday night after saying he wouldn't. Sees the face of Jesus, is horrified, heartbroken, runs out of the courtyard, and he says, wishes to die. And uh, now he sees Jesus die on a cross So now, as far as he knows, Jesus is dead. He'll never have another chance to make this right, be forgiven, reconcile anything, and to live with this terrible mistake for the rest of his life. Sabbath, Sunday morning, the rumor goes out, something's happened. (laughs) They've taken him somewhere, you know, the tomb is empty. They go running there. He's not there. Eventually, there are sightings, and it's clear. Jesus is alive, comes into the upper room, Jesus is alive. They spend 40 days together. And gradually, this main event begins to be unpacked, and Don Francisco puts it all together and just says, here's this song, he's alive, and I'm forgiven, heaven's gates are open wide, he's alive, he's alive, great, great song. How did he figure out that this was not just one more Jew dying, this was God, and if he's alive, I'm forgiven. Did he hear this verse that came up in Revelation 1? I don't know if Jesus said this out loud then or later. I was dead, but behold, I'm alive, and I have the keys to death and hell. So if Jesus has the keys, okay, this death and resurrection somehow gives the key to getting into heaven and eternal life. So you're beginning to get meaning. And if sins are what keep you out of heaven, then something Jesus did solves the sin problem. And I just wanted to kind of get you to think about sin. <laughs> Where are we, you know, on this continuum? I, I uh, was talking about this the other day. I did a wedding in the Mission Inn here in Riverside, sort of a great wedding venue that we have, done many weddings there, and we go to the reception, the big hall, and I'm sitting, they assign me with a group of young Christian Adventist kids from Florida. So we're getting to know them. It's great uh and there's tables all over and they bring us uh the drink we all thought it was martinelli's and but as i looked at it it just looked a little different you know in the glass and i thought boy i'm not sure about this i took the tiniest sip and i said to myself i don't think that's martinelli's i think we got the wrong drink and a minute later here the waiters came and we're so sorry we're so sorry there were Champagne tables and there was Martinelli tables and we gave you the wrong one. We're so sorry So I just had a tiniest sip, but I cannot say that in my 67 years. I've never had a drink I did have a tiny little sip by accident at a wedding years ago That's a sin Would that get me out of heaven if I don't get it dealt with and processed number two? Let's say Prince William and Kate. They decide that they want to live together for four years before they had a wedding uh, is every day, that's another sin? Four years of sin, every day is another sin? <laughs> okay, so there's there's uh, 1,500 sins there for living together before married. My father, walking on a sidewalk, gets killed. You know that story. Truck comes along, a guy's higher on heroin, kills my father, drives away. 18 years later, has never admitted it, never confessed it. It's a sin. Murder, maybe, but it's pretty bad. Killed an old man. Now let's go to bin Laden. 3,000 people died because of terrorism that he planned. Who knows how many others have died all over the world. From the sip of champagne to bin Laden. Where are you (laughs) on that continuum? But we're all on the continuum we've all sinned whatever else we can say none of us have made it through very long part of our life without sinning at some point point. and so we better know if this is true jesus says if i am alive then sins are forgiven and peter puts that in this song something about death and resurrection takes care of our sins all sins every sin is it true an adventist lawyer had to get a legal deposition from an adventist girl I don't know what the reason was. I don't know nothing of that. But she was 21. They bring her an office, and they put a microphone in front of her and say, and one of the questions was, okay, this is part of it. You're an Adventist. What do Adventists believe? So she just begins to randomly talk from her heart about what Adventism believes. They believe that women shouldn't wear pants, shouldn't cut their hair, shouldn't wear makeup or jewelry, no drinking of alcohol, drug use, or smoking. You should do all your housework before Friday sundown. Did I tell you you shouldn't eat meat? You shouldn't have affairs while you were married. You shouldn't have abortions because it's like killing a life or left after someone else's goods. You should be an example to others. That's about it. I think I covered it pretty much. Oh, excuse me. You shouldn't go to discos and you shouldn't wear bathing suits. (laughs) Is that what we believe? Is that why Jesus died? Is that the so what? And we said, no, it's got to be more than that. And somewhere between the cross and the resurrection and Pentecost, they began to figure it out in the upper room. Jesus comes in, and he's the Lamb of God. And we remember John 1, 29, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Okay. And all of a sudden, Peter begins to put this together. Hey, I I don't think I'm guilty anymore. I think Jesus died for my sin. I think it's like it never happened. I'm forgiven, and heaven's gates are open wide. And Peter goes, from denying Jesus to shouting it at Pentecost to thousands of people and baptized 3,000 people. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus died and rose for our sins. Let's start with that, and we'll come back to it tomorrow. The sermon is, Forgive and Forget. Part of my So What series, what it really means when Jesus died and rose from the grave. This is God Talk. Hope you'll be with us tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great day.